Arat HaTshuva, Shir number 13. We tend to think of Teshuva as something that we have to do after having failed in something, and we have to work our way backwards. But there's a fascinating comment in the Zohar, on Megillat Rut, which says as follows, When Hashem wanted to create the world, He would etch, draw the world before him. And nothing was permanent. Until he created Teshuvah. Once he created this concept called Teshuvah, Hit not sets aromimena, light sparked from it. Vahaar hahu, and that light, hivhik vahir, misof haolam vaad sofa, shone so brightly from one end of the world to another. Uva nivra haolam, with that light, the world was created. Which suggests something very profound. That shura isn't just this thing that you have to do, like, you go on a diet if you've eaten too much, or if you're unhealthy, you've got to be punished by having to exercise, is the way many people tend to think of these things. But Teshuvah is the energy that keeps the world focused, that maintains the world, that helped it get going. Teshuvah had to be created before the world because it gives direction to the world, which couldn't otherwise exist or perfect itself. Some people aren't ready for the opportunity of Teshuvah because they look at it as a favor that Hashem gives them. Oh, you did this, so I'll help you out by giving you Teshuvah. Rav Kook teaches us that Teshuvah is much more than a gift for a downtrodden and miserable person. Teshuvah is the life energy of existence itself. It's a permanent fixture in creation from the beginning of to, to the end of time. Whenever a person strays from the proper path, he grabs onto that energy and it's going to draw him back. Maybe this is how we're meant to understand this. One of those unusual, bizarre comments of the rabbis that every blade of grass has an angel saying, grow, which could mean become bigger, become greater. Push yourself from the mud, from the depth. Mimamakim, as we say in the Tehillim, the very depth, and you can become greater. You can do it. It's a process that the whole world has running through it. Rav Cook had a different way of looking at things. He was such a positive outlook. And therefore he can say that Shotfim hem pratit The currents of Tshuva of the individual and the community move forward. The world is getting better. It's not getting darker and more negative, but it's becoming better. He saw this return to God as being woven into the very texture of the universe. But at the same time, we feel the pain of the world. When they refine us. When, when the world's imperfections bother a person, it's a good sign. It means that you're sensitive, that you're, you've got the ability to understand what is dark and what is light. Like the salt that makes the meat edible, they sweeten all of our bitterness. The process of bringing forth something ideal and true can hurt. Like perhaps... Compared to childbirth, the process is painful, but then you have the beautiful child at the end of it. But it sweetens a person's life, it makes it ring true. Perhaps we can say like this, as Robert Weinberger says in his book, when the soul is functioning, it cries out because reality is not living up to its expectations. The clash between what a person knows to be true and the smallness to which he is condemned causes his soul to roar for perfection like a trapped lioness. 
All pain comes as a result of an inner conflict. Even physical pain is due to the fact that the different components are clashing within the body. An idealistic person lives in perpetual pain because he knows that the world should be the place described by the prophets, yet present-day reality is far from that vision of peace and love and beauty. So we look for something better. We look for something more perfect. And that energy is the energy of Teshuvah. Have a very nice day. We'll continue tomorrow.